I have a question for you guys. How often do you check your locks? Do you lock your doors or not at all? During the 1980s, there was a serial killer who targeted houses with the doors that were unlocked, broke into the houses, and murdered the victims inside. Hi guys, welcome to No Crime Like True Crime. I'm your host Natalie, and today's episode we are going to be talking about Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker and Walk-In Killer. Viewer's discretion is advised. I usually go into their childhood before going into their actual crimes. So Richard Ramirez's full name is Ricardo Leva Munoz Ramirez. He was born in El Paso, Texas on February 29th of 1960. Richard was the youngest of five and was abused by his father when he was younger. He sustained a really serious head injury that caused him to get epileptic seizures. And while he was growing up, he had a cousin who was a Vietnam veteran and allegedly this cousin tortured many women in Vietnam and recorded it as well. And Richard Ramirez saw the videos that his cousin recorded torturing the victims and this is where Richard Ramirez begins to get interested in sexual violence and physical violence as well. Ramirez was heavily influenced by his cousin. When Richard Ramirez was 13, he witnessed his cousin murder his spouse. And his cousin was arrested, but he pleaded not guilty for reason of insanity. Richard Ramirez was not very good in school. The only subject that he was actually excelling in was PE, but every other subject he was not doing good in. He was failing pretty much all of his classes. And Richard Ramirez decided that he doesn't want to be in school anymore, so he drops out of school when he was in ninth grade, and eventually he begins to have a crime spree. So he was arrested for the first time in 1977, the reason being is he had possession of marijuana. And at the age of 16, he becomes a skilled burglar. He also was really interested in Satanism. And for people who don't know what Satanism is, it's pretty much just worshipping Satan. And Richard Ramirez believed that he was Satan's right-hand man as well. Eventually, at the age of 18, he decided, you know what, I think I'm going to move to California. So he packed up his bags and moved from El Paso, Texas to Los Angeles, California. When Richard comes to California, he doesn't stop his crimes. He begins to steal more cars, sell marijuana, and it just became a habit for him. And he eventually got a job at a Holiday Inn, but he was fired. The reason why is because he followed a girl to a bathroom and attempted to rape her, but he was never caught for it because the- and his crimes just begin to escalate. He doesn't only rob people, he begins to murder people. And his first victim, Jenny Vincow, and she was a 79-year-old woman who was assaulted and stabbed by Richard Ramirez, and he then slashed her throat so deep it almost decapitated her. And this happened on June 28th of 1984. His second victim was only nine years old. This is a speculation because his DNA matched DNA that was found on her and this was in 2009 and for a couple of months Richard Ramirez decided that he didn't want to commit any murders for a while however that comes short his next victim was Maria Hernandez who was sexually assaulted by Richard Ramirez but luckily she was able to escape unfortunately 
Richard Ramirez murdered Maria's roommate, Dale. Then his next victim, last name is Lou. I don't want to say the name incorrectly. She was shot and killed. She was only 30 years old at the time. And the sixth and seventh victim, Vincent and Maxine. They were married and Richard Ramirez shot and killed Vincent and he assaulted Maxine and stabbed her as well. It's something that he does for pretty much every crime that he commits. And on a side note, Richard Ramirez doesn't care about who he kills. He, Whoever he sees is who he kills. If he feels like killing that day, he's going to do it. That's something about him. At this point, most people are freaking out because there's a serial killer on the loose. And they did find some evidence. They found a shoe print that was a men's Avia sneakers. This is pretty pertinent, so I'm going to talk about it a little later. Eventually, he meets his next victim, who is a six-year-old girl. She was kidnapped and assaulted, but luckily she escaped and was able to give a description of the person that abducted her, which is Richard Ramirez. Something that he also does, which is fucking disgusting, is he carves pentagrams on the victim's bodies and he forces them to swear their love for Satan. As I mentioned earlier, the shoe print. So the shoe print is very important because I believe the Avia's sneakers that he had, there was only a limited amount of them. So police were catching on to him. They found shoe prints and like I said, he kidnapped a bunch of people and his license plate was in sight. His fingerprints were in there and the shoe print match as well. Another couple things I forgot to mention is that Richard Ramirez attempted to kidnap someone and committed a traffic violation, and he got pulled over. When he heard that there was a broadcast about an attempted kidnapping, he dipped. He ran as fast as he could, but before he did that, he decided it was a good idea to draw a pentagram on the car that he stole. I have no idea what was going on in his mind at the time, but he clearly he thought it was a good idea, but I thought it was a little weird. Extremely important information I completely forgot to mention is Richard Ramirez has extremely bad teeth. His teeth are terrible and one day he saw that he had a card for a dentist's office so he decided okay I'm gonna go to the dentist's office to look at my teeth and he went under a different alias though. He went under Richard Mena. So police were catching on to this guy. They know that he's sketchy. Like they know Richard Ramirez is a sketchy person because they looked up his criminal history as well. So he went there pretty often and the police officer says okay we're gonna install an alarm your office so if he comes back you are going to click on it and it's gonna alert us so they did do that however the alarm didn't work that day for some reason something that really did rub me the wrong way was the mayor so the mayor thought it was an amazing idea to talk about the night stalker at a press conference and show his sketch a bunch of other things, such as crucial evidence, shoe prints, guns, and everything that was never released to the public. Oh my god, that part really did annoy me a little bit because they weren't able to retrieve the shoe. Like, they couldn't find it because I'm pretty sure Richard Ramirez was watching the news and caught on. It's just ridiculous. I don't get it. They're saying that, they're saying that she didn't know that she wasn't supposed to release it, but you know what? 
I don't know what to say about that. That's just kind of annoying, in my opinion. I don't see why that was a good idea to release information that you shouldn't be releasing. But, you know, it happened and he's caught. So, I don't really have much else to say about that. So, police officers were catching on to him. He was almost caught many times, but he never did get caught. However, they found his mugshot from his previous arrest and released it to the public in August of 1985. So, Richard Ramirez doesn't know this at the time. Why? It's because he's out of town. I believe he was in Arizona at the time, so he had no idea that his mugshots were released and on the newspaper. So, when he came back to California, he saw police at the bus station that he was at. So, he decided to go out back because he knows when there's trouble and runs into a convenience store and what the kicker is he saw himself on the newspapers he ran as fast as he could to the bus and he ran out of the area as fast as he could and ended up in a neighborhood he thought it was a great idea to steal a car but failed a lot of things happened after that a lot of people recognized him from tv They recognized him from TV, but not in like a good way or anything like that. They recognized him for his crimes. So a lot of people decided to go grab him and then they started punching him and beating him up. He almost died. He left in a neck brace. They held him until the police got there and that's how he was caught. So a bunch of people were celebrating at this point. Eventually, he got arrested. The serial killer got arrested on... August 30th of 1985 and he went to trial. He was found guilty for 13 counts of murder and was also charged for several rapes, burglaries, and assault. He was sentenced to death for his crimes and the death sentence was the gas chamber. And the way he responded to this was really, really odd. I honestly can't believe that this is his last statement. He smiles and he says, I'm beyond good and evil. I will be avenged. Lucifer dwells in us. That's it. Yep, that's what he says. Those are his last statements. And he was held in the San Quentin State Prison for the rest of his life, but he was never put to death. There was a lot of complications with his case, and it was 50,000 pages long. That's how long it is. So they wouldn't hear an appeal until 2006. But the court rejected his claim, which I am very, very, very happy about. However, during this time, he gets a female admirer named Doreen, who struck up a conversation with him and they got married in 1996. She thought that he was kind and she thought that he was funny. She says, he's my best friend. Not a lot of people agree with that. That's fucking disgusting. He killed a bunch of people, including raping a six-year-old girl. I don't I don't get it. He's extremely evil. I don't get why people appreciate that. I don't get it. It's just evil. And eventually, in 2013, Richard Ramirez dies from B-cell lymphoma, which is a type of cancer. He was 53 years old. He never showed any remorse. He thinks that death always comes with territory and he says his last words before he died, I'll see you in Disneyland. So 
I decided to make this case much shorter than all my other cases, only because I feel like Richard Ramirez's topic is extremely heavy, especially for me. But I don't get why people worship him. I don't think he is a great person as it is. I'm, I just can't believe that he would do that. He breaks into people's houses while they're asleep and he does all type of unspeakable things to them all over California and people were terrified of him. I, I just don't get why he thought it was a great idea to do that. And earlier I mentioned that there was a murder of a nine-year-old girl. Um, so it took place on April 10th of 1984 and there was DNA evidence on this girl where they saw that it was actually a match with Richard Ramirez as well. I just don't get it. He is absolutely ridiculous. I tried not to go into his childhood too much, only because, I don't know, I couldn't find too much about him, surprisingly, which really shocks me. But I am really grateful for you guys listening to this episode. And I am sorry for the shorter episode. I am just still learning on how to do the podcast. So definitely my next episode is going to be much longer than this one. Like I said, I tried to make it a lot shorter than usual. Only because I am wanting to have a conversation about these serial killers later and have a discussion with other guests. Um, just to see what they think about the case or to kind of share with them what the case is about. So if you guys interested in that, please definitely let me know on my Instagram, no crime like true crime. And I might be taking a little break for about a week or two just to be better at starting a podcast. Because my goal was to always have a podcast, but I kind of went in blindsided. I didn't really know what I'm doing still. Um, so I am going to make a YouTube channel as well. Um, I'm always still going to work on my other podcast stories with that and finally work on my vlog channel because I have really been blogging and I'm still learning how to edit as well. So I really appreciate all you guys for um, your patience. But um, next week, I will not be uploading an episode. I will be uploading an episode the following week, though, on December. What day? On December 19th of 2022. And I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in to No Crime Like True Crime. I will see you guys in two weeks. I'll talk to you guys then. Have a great day. Bye.